0: Hello and welcome to UWE Bristol's Let's Talk Now podcast. In this brand new series we're tackling the stigma around mental health by encouraging everyday conversations and sharing positive stories from our students, staff and partners about mental health and well-being. In this episode Chelsea and Freddie who work at the Students' Union talk about why students might struggle when they first come to university and how the Movember campaign is helping to tackle the stigma around men's mental health. I do yeah. think that huge strides have been made in terms of talking about mental health. I think that, you know, even even five years ago compared to now, yeah, it's definitely. so much easier to come forward and say, you know, you're struggling. People are familiar with the terminology around mental health, or at least more so than they were, say, five years ago. Um, but at the same time, There is undoubtedly a stigma and certainly more so than there is with physical health. And so I think this campaign, or one of the things it did really well was enable people to speak openly about it because there was an an institutionally recognised campaign specifically around mental health.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, sorry, I think that you said, yeah, it kind of really spurred it on and just opened up those conversations. Like for us being in the kitchen of the staff room, making a cup of coffee and seeing what it is, you know, those personal stories that were getting people involved. Like, you know, I'd learned things about people I've worked with for over two years that I never knew before and probably wouldn't have known because I never would have sat down with somebody and been like, oh, guess what, (laughs) this happened. So that's why I'm focused about mental health, Um, which maybe, you know, I should do, but I don't, I wouldn't typically like start that conversation. I don't think it's the sort of thing that kind of naturally comes up. People think they probably shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, it took me a long time to feel like it was something I could talk about. Um, And yeah, I think, yeah, just having those kind of small pieces could open up such larger conversations.
0: Yeah, I think it's just not socially normal to just sort of as a leading question. Yeah, when, you know, when you're talking to someone, is and how's your mental health?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I
0: think it's just sort of ingrained in us that that would be seen as a slightly invasive question. Yeah. And I suppose some people might find it invasive, in which case they have every right not to answer or to just say fine or or whatever. Yeah. But I think. I think having a campaign in which if you were to ask that question, people would understand it in the context of the campaign. It suddenly made it much easier to have conversations around it.
1: Yeah, definitely. If we've got that platform and like you said, most people know about Movember by now, um, you know, whether that be the just growing on Moustache or doing the move campaign that they added in as well. Um, Yeah, it kind of gives you that platform i guess to be Mm. able to open up those conversations and say it so obviously i look after the hall's life program and the idea of hall's life initially was that people were kind of struggling when they moved to university for the first time and you know they come here and they feel a bit isolated they're surrounded by people they don't really know and i think that can have like a real issue on people's mental health they you know, it takes quite a lot to put yourself out there and whether that be with your flatmates or other people in your court or your course mates and, you know, just starting those initial conversations, Conversations that can be quite scary. Mm. Um, and I know that we noticed that, you know, through accommodation and things that people were, that was having an effect on mental health. Mm. So that's partly in turn why we, you know, why we exist and why Hall's Life does what it does. So, and I think that because there is that, sort of stigma around male mental health and kind of a lad culture that you can't open up and you can't just say to your friends oh actually you know I'm struggling today this isn't going to happen you know I can't go to my lecture or whatever you know people tend to say oh no I'm fine I'm fine and bottle it up Mm. so I think yeah being in a university why there are so many great opportunities. And I think here at UWE, you would do such a good job at, you know, providing those opportunities to help with mental health. But that initial coming and in isolation, it's really difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think on your point about male mental health yeah. is that I think there are a multitude of factors as to why things like suicide rates are disproportionately higher amongst men compared to women. Um I don't think there's any one reason as to why that is the case, and certainly I wouldn't know it. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I do think definitely there is at least a perceived stigma around guys coming forward and saying, I'm struggling, I'm anxious about this, what have you. It's seen as almost a slight affront to your manhood, I suppose. Um, Which I think perhaps isn't there in quite the same way for women would be my guess as to perhaps at least some of the reason as to why that might be the case, those statistics might be the case.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, it's that kind of perceived notion of what we should be like and how we should portray ourselves in society. And I think it's kind of easier for women to be, you know, a bit more kind of soft and emotional, um... I think that's kind of more what's expected a lot of the time. Um, So, and then for men, it's not that way. So, yeah, it's really important to have those conversations with the men in your life. Like for me as a woman who is a very emotional person and I am aware of that, I'm the opposite end of the scale. But like to be able to have those conversations like with the men in my life and, you know, just check in on them and make sure they're okay.
0: Yeah, I think, um, and this is just anecdotal, but you can, certainly I've observed is that say if, a, if in the work environment, if a female colleague hurts themselves physically in some yeah. way, the immediate response is all their female friends <laughs> will come over yeah. and check that they're okay and sit with them and, and take as long as it takes. Whereas I think if the same situation happens to a male colleague, first off, their immediate reaction is don't make a fuss yeah. because I just shouldn't. And then other male colleagues... At most would go, You're right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'll go, yeah. <laughs> yeah fine. And then that's it. And
0: I think that's for something that is so obvious because you've just seen them whack their knee on the table. So yeah. you you've seen it happen. You know that they must be in pain. And yet that's that's the extent of the interaction. So if you then, if you then take that and apply it to mental health which is something that is invisible yeah. and is much harder to notice the signs of and and relate to if especially if you don't feel like you've experienced any serious mental ill health the the difficulty in then asking that male colleague oh you seem a bit you know stressed today is that everything yeah. okay or have you I just think it it seems like for whatever reason men have a harder time doing that yeah I think it's, there is an element of it that is actually self-imposed. I don't think you can, I'm not, I can't blame anybody, you know, and say like, oh, it's it's these people's fault that, <laughs> you know, that guys can't come forward and talk about it. I think it is just a kind of a societal expectation, largely internalised by men themselves. Yeah,
1: and it's that difficult, vicious cycle, isn't it? Where, yeah, that self-imposed nature affects the societal yes. expectations which then affects how you think you should act which then affects how you act and yeah it yeah. just keeps going yeah do you think do you feel like from your point of view Movember kind of helped with that
0: yeah definitely I think um I think one of the good things about Movember as a as a charity and as a campaign is that it's so I suppose unlike mental health it's so visible because yeah. you've got a moustache on your face and <laughs> yeah.
1: you rocked that moustache I have to say you say, say that <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think many people agree with you <laughs>
1: I'm sad it's gone, frankly. Yeah. It's been, what, four months now and I'm still mourning it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be
0: back. It'll be back in a few months. Well, Can't wait. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think having that there is people would go, oh, you do November Movember? Um, and then that would immediately spark that conversation. Even if it's only very brief, we didn't all suddenly, you know, uh, sit down and have a group counselling session or yeah. whatever. It could just be like, oh, you do in Movember? Oh, okay, that's cool. Come along to this mental health event that we're running. Yeah. But just... I think just people being able to see, oh, the students' union and and in turn the university is you know doing something about mental health, or yeah, you know definitely. this staff member is is you know growing a moustache to raise money for this or what have you. I think that definitely helped spark the conversation, and I was actually really pleasantly surprised at how much people opened up yeah, during the campaign. Um, I suppose most of my interaction would be with other staff members um, compared to students in terms of how deep we would go into in conversation about this stuff but I was I was pleasantly surprised at how willing people willing people were to to talk about things that'd be very personal to them and how that's affected them and their mental health
1: yeah absolutely
0: have you was that your experience
1: yeah definitely um like I said it kind of took me a really long time to be able to feel like I could talk about those things that happened to me and yeah and then to be able to to be able to feel like I could share that with people and kind of set that that ball rolling, I guess and be able to have those conversations in the office with people like I said when you're just making a cup of coffee or whatever you know complimenting people's mustaches or anything mm. like that then I think I'm mean, I think the difficulty with running a mental health campaign is I don't know about you, but I found that month quite difficult because it was then I was focusing on, mental health for a mm. whole month well and more with the planning behind yeah. it, and I think it made me actually realize uh, so much that I'd been suppressing a lot of things and not wanting to acknowledge them but by focusing on this mental health campaign for the students because obviously that's why we do everything we do that it really helped me with myself and I'm, I'm not going to lie, I cried quite a lot throughout the whole of November. And my ultimate comfort food is marshmallows. I don't know how many packs of marshmallows <laughs> I got through in November. Yeah. But I, it, I came out of the end of it feeling so much better for having done that. And it was that weird kind of almost, oh, if I don't think about it, then it's OK because it can't be bad. But actually going through that cycle of being a bit emotional and being a bit sad, made me feel so much better Mm -hmm. for actually acknowledging it at the end of it and also knowing we help people
0: you've been listening to the let's talk now podcast part of Ue bristol's mental wealth lab initiative you can let us know what you thought of this episode by getting in touch with us via twitter at ue bristol use the hashtag let's talk now if you're interested in being part of future podcasts
1: we'd also love to hear from you until next time take care and thanks for listening